Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. So welcome back to the podcast. Last week, I have to admit, I was not able to be on here because my son graduated from his gap year program. And we were away for the weekend, and I thought beforehand, I can squeeze the podcast in, but no, lo and behold, I just couldn't do it. Uh, So I had to skip last week, but we're back this week. And um, people have asked me, what is a Christian gap year program? It's going to get an entire podcast episode. Just haven't um, gotten there yet, but I am going to record that one soon to explain, you know, for many, it's just what if you're not sure if you want to do college you take a year to kind of explore other options his gap year was a very intentional program that he lived um, away from home for the nine months doing all sorts of things but the really cool thing was he earned 30 college credits while doing it now he's not going on to traditional college um, but if he chooses to in the future he already has 30 credits uh, I can't say enough about the program that he went to. And I, like I said, I'm going to do an entire episode on it. Um, but if you have a high schooler who maybe isn't ready for college, isn't sure if they want to go to college, or just wants to take a little time before they go to college, this is an amazing program. It's called the One Life Institute. Uh, he was at a location in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, but there's other locations in Pennsylvania and in South Carolina. And actually next year, there'll be one in West Virginia. I will link it in the show notes, but it is One Life Institute Christian Gap Year Program. Uh, I cannot say enough about the experiences my son gained being there and all that he learned, and he just grew exponentially more than we could have ever imagined. So that is where we were. And next week, we're actually going away again. Hopefully, I'll get the podcast in before we go away. We're taking a family trip. We have a family event we need to go to. And on our way, we are going to stop at the Ark Encounter. So if you are interested in that, I would love for you to go follow me on Instagram because I'm going to be sharing on my social media uh, next week while we are at the Ark Encounter and show you guys around that experience over there in Kentucky. So um, that is next week. Now Today on the podcast, I am going to talk a bit about homeschool. But as always, if you're not a homeschooler, number one, you'll get a little peek into our life, into our homeschool. And number two, maybe you're thinking about homeschool. And number three, it's always not just about homeschool because it's always about the family and the relationships and, you know, parenting and all of that. So don't tune out just because it's a homeschool episode. You may just learn something, um, even if you're not a homeschooler. And, you know, homeschooling has been a big part of our lives for the past 17 years, but it's changed a lot over those years. So I'm going to talk about that. Um, before I start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, as always, Apologia. Apologia is a Christ-centered, um, award-winning homeschool curriculum provider. Right now, you can get, uh, you can save 25% off the word in motion. So now through May 31st, you can save 25% on Apologia's Bible curriculum 
Wisdom Word in Motion using the promo code Learn the Bible. That's through May 31st, and you can save 25%. Their Word in Motion is a two volume Bible study curriculum that equips families to read the Word of God with passion purpose, and big picture understanding. Love that. In volume one, students will explore the people, places, events, and all 39 books of the Old Testament. Volume two covers the people, places, events, and all 27 books of the New Testament. Sounds incredible. Go check it out at Apologia.com. We've always trusted Apologia um, for our family's curriculum. We've loved their science, especially their elementary science. We've loved their food and nutrition, which our health and nutrition, I should say, which is in high school elective course. We haven't used their math, but I've eyed it up. But what I love about Apologia is their biblical worldview is woven into every subject that we have taught. So go check it out at Apologia.com. So let's talk a little bit about home sweet homeschool. Uh, because I, I say home sweet homeschool because like I've, I've said this a lot lately, especially when I go and speak at homeschooling conventions. Like, we don't live our life and try to like, uh, or we don't homeschool and try to like, you know, fit our life in around our homeschool. Quite frankly, we live our life and we try to fit our homeschool into our life. Really, like our homeschool is not like what some people think of homeschool, like it just takes over. Like that's what you do. You're homeschoolers and your whole life is homeschooling. In fact, in our early years of homeschool, I think that did happen with us. I became very, um, I, I want to say almost like it was like idol- idolatry of like homeschool. We are homeschoolers. Everything we do is about homeschooling. And, you know, we had to stick to the schedule. And if anything didn't happen on that schedule, then I felt like I failed. And over the years, I was like, no, we have to live our life. (laughs) And homeschool is kind of like the icing on the cake. Like we are teaching our children about real life. We are doing real life every day. And you know what? If something has to go by the wayside, it's usually our homeschool. I'm not like, oh, we can't do that life thing because I have to do math today. I trust that if we are following the Lord and we are following, uh, you know, his lead and everything we do, then the subjects will get taken care of. So you're going to hear a little bit about our philosophy over the years, how it changed and all of that. If you don't know, we've been homeschooling for about 17 years. I started homeschooling when my oldest was just entering kindergarten. I don't have time to go through the entire testimony, but it is a really cool testimony of all that God has done in our family through homeschooling. It's not about the academics or about the homeschool itself. It's really about what God has done spiritually, personally, in our family um, <clears throat> over the years, and so there is an episode in the pod in the archi- ugh, in the podcast archives called "An Unlikely Homeschooler." I'll link that in the show notes. But if you go back and listen to that, you can hear the entire story of how we started homeschooling. I did not want to homeschool. I didn't know anything about homeschool. And I was up against a lot of opposition to homeschool. And what God did through our family is, to me, nothing short of miraculous. And I have watched over the years his plan unfold for our family, that he used homeschooling as a tool. And it was part of our journey. But I want to emphasize that it wasn't all about the home school. You know, early on in the years, I think I was like, I'm a homeschooler. Give me the t-shirt, the bumper sticker. You know, I want everyone to know we're homeschoolers. 
And, you know, shortly into our journey, I realized that's idolatry. You know, like, I don't want people to be like, oh, Karen DeBuse, she's the homeschool mom. I want them to be like, oh, Karen DeBuse, she loves Jesus, right? I don't want my identity to be in what I do, but in what Jesus has done. So over the years, I've definitely changed a lot in our homeschool journey, but I do see that God used homeschool in our lives to bring forth so many other things, so many blessings, so many, so much spiritual growth. Um, and most of all, homeschooling is just our family's journey and how we've raised our kids. My latest book was called The Simple Homeschool Journey, Building a Family, Not Just a Transcript. That's available on Amazon. It's also linked in the show notes. That really um, kind of goes through our entire journey from preschool all the way to high school and graduating my first from high school and sending her off to college and all that God did on that journey, yes, academically, but mostly for our family. You know, so many people these days get wrapped up in the homeschool itself and the academics and the curriculum and the transcript. And I'm over here like, hey, wait, I want to build my family. I'm not just all about putting things on a transcript so we can say that we've achieved all these worldly things. I'm over here like, I want to build my family on the foundation of the Word of God. And so... You can read a lot about that in, in my book, The Simple Homeschool Journey. You can also read Called Home, which was my one of my, I want to say my OG homeschooling books, my original homeschooling books that really kind of propelled me into the homeschooling community um, back in, I don't even know what year it was now, maybe 2014. Uh, we had been on this journey of homeschooling, and I was really realizing that God is in charge of my homeschool and not me. And I wrote a book about it. And over the years, it has encouraged thousands of families. And I am just in shock that that book has such longevity. You know, I wrote it when my kids were a lot younger. Now they're two are graduated, one is married. And I guess it's time to write another book. I've been kind of toying with that idea lately. I've always said, I will never write another book. I love the act of writing the book. I love writing, but I don't like publishing. So if you're a publisher out there, (laughs) I'm happy to write the book, but I don't want to publish it because I've always self-published and it's been, it's a lot, it's a lot of work and um, it's, it's a difficult task, but I've often thought about kind of, you know, writing another book now that we've kind of been through this journey. We're like more than halfway through this journey. So I'll be graduating another one next year. Um, and then after that, I'll only have a few years left and I'll be graduating another one. So, and then we'll be done. So I have four children that I've homeschooled from the beginning, two graduated, one is married, um, one is just completed a gap year program, and he is in the process of making his decisions about what he wants to do next. So I'm not going to announce any of that on here, but he's in that process right now of figuring out where God wants him and what he wants to do. And then my third born will be graduating next year. So I have one more year left with him. And I can't even talk about that without crying because I can't even imagine going through this again. You know, it's not for the faint of heart like these kids growing up. I mean, when I had little ones, it seemed like, you know, people talked about and they always said, I'll go so fast. And I, you know, people always talked about when they grow up and, you know, they'll go to college and get married. And it always felt like something that was going to happen to other people, but not to me. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, I was always like, well, it's not going to happen to us. Like, it doesn't ever seem real when people talk about your kids growing up, getting married, going to college, leaving home. And then all of a sudden, like, we had our children when they were young kind of close together. It was like every two years. The first three were born literally like almost exactly two years apart and then another two years apart. And then the fourth one came along and he was like three and a half years apart. I think it was three and a half. Yeah. So there was a little more space. But it's like, you know, you have these children. And in the beginning, I remember being so hard because they were close together. You know, you have two in diapers often, two taking naps at the same time. You know, you're trying to figure out schedules with little ones. You're tying everybody's shoes. You're dressing everybody. You're making every meal. You're buckling everybody in the car. It's a lot when they're little. And then all of a sudden... It goes through this phase where it starts to get easier. All of a sudden, they're able to tie their own shoes. They're able to make their own food. They're able to, you know, your life changes when they're able to stay home alone, right? All of a sudden, it's like these changes start happening. And just when you get in your groove, just when you get in your groove and you're like, this isn't half bad. I like these people. Then one after another, they decide to leave. And I say that, like, I mean, that's what they're supposed to do. Like, they're doing exactly what we raised them to do, except that I don't think I ever believed it was really going to happen. And because we had them so close together, all of a sudden, they're all leaving, like one after another. One left for college and got married two years in. The other one left for his gap year program, and he probably won't be home much longer. The other one is graduating next year. I mean, it's like one after another. I I did not, no one prepared me for that. Maybe that's what my next book needs to be on. No one prepared me for the emotional turmoil that would happen in me, having my children leave one after another after another. So that's been a little bit difficult lately, but let's talk about, I mean, and you know what? The reason it's all so difficult is because of our homeschool journey, I feel like. Like we've been together so much and it's been such a wonderful journey, you know, the past 17 years or whatever it is. So let's talk a little bit about home sweet homeschool. Now, you may be listening to this and you're not a homeschooler and maybe you'll just get a little insight into our homeschool or maybe you're listening to this and you've thought about homeschooling. Well, I hope that this would, you know, give you some encouragement in that. Um, I also do homeschool consulting appointments over the phone. So if you are interested in homeschooling or you are a homeschooler who needs some guidance, who needs some encouragement, who needs somebody to walk alongside them, feel free to contact me because I do homeschool consulting and I would be, um, you know, happy to set up an appointment with you for that. So anyway, um, you know, this homeschool journey, what whatever reason you're listening to this episode, I hope that you would just glean from it that doesn't matter if you're you know a homeschooler or not that keeping God at the center of your family is the most important thing you can do you know this simply living for him I've always talked about you know get the the mission behind simply living for him it's not just about simplifying in and of itself it's not just about simple living just because it's trendy or something to do or minimalism It's about getting rid of anything that hinders you from your walk with the Lord. And so for our family, in our case, for homeschooling, it made our lives very simple in many ways. Number one, we were all on the same page. I wasn't carting somebody to elementary school while dropping somebody off at middle school while uh, worrying about being on the PTA and then doing all the after school activities and you know all these shuffling around. We were very much always on the same page because we were all doing life together. 
To me, that's home sweet homeschool right there. That's one of the biggest blessings that came out of our homeschool journey is that we all did life together. From the littlest one all the way up to mom and dad, every single day we did life together and we navigated our journey together. Now, that doesn't mean that we sheltered our kids and they didn't do anything but interact with each other. Of course, they had socialization. I'm not even going to get into that topic because we all know that homeschoolers are certainly socialized these days. We had many activities, you know, that took place. And in fact, There were times where I had to cut back on the activities because I was like, hey, wait, we're doing homeschool here and now we're never home. So, you know, there were many opportunities for them to do outside of the home things. But at the core, you know, we were all on the same page and our mission of our homeschool. And we, I just came across it on my computer. I was like deleting a whole bunch of things and from old stuff. And I was like, I can't delete this. I found it. I don't remember the year, but somewhere like, I don't know, probably in 2010 maybe or something, we had um, <clears throat> had a really bad day in our homeschool where like, you know, the kids were fighting, nobody wanted to do their schoolwork, attitudes were poor, mine and theirs. And I kind of sat them down and I was like, you know, guys, let's kind of regroup, put the books away. Let's just talk. Why is mommy homeschooling you? Like, why are we doing this? And we kind of just sat down and regrouped. And at the core of why we were doing it was because, number one, I felt called from God. Remember I said that you can listen to that episode where I talk about that? I didn't choose homeschooling. I really felt God chose me to do it. Like he called me to do it. So if God calls you to do something, whether you want to do it or not, if God calls you to do it, you do it, right? And very slowly, actually in the beginning, it was probably very quickly, he revealed to me that, hey, this is a good idea. Like, you know, obviously it's God's idea. It's a good idea. But I very quickly went from being scared to death of doing it to enjoying it and liking it. But at the very, you know, main core of the reasons I was homeschooling, the number one thing was because God told me to. And, you know, knowing that, if you go back to that, and that's what the book called Home is about. If you go back to that original statement every time, every time you get off track, every time you have a bad attitude, every time you feel like you want to give up, God called me to this. It gets you back on track because it takes your eyes off of you. And I would say that no matter what you're doing in life, if you're not anywhere near being a homeschool mom, whatever you're doing, though, you have to uh, follow God's plan for you. And if you're in God's will and he's calling you to do something, then that changes everything because you take yourself out of the equation and you say, God has called me to do this. I'm going to do it well. I'm going to listen to him. I'm going to keep him at the center of every decision of every single day. So that was, you know, our most important thing in our homeschool early on. So when when we sat down this one day and we said, you know, why are we doing this? It was number one, because God called us to do it. And if God calls us to do it, we're going to do it well. And then we kind of like the kids, you know, we all kind of talked about it and they decided, they said, you know, so how does that look? How does this look? You know, God calls us to do it. How does it look to do it well? And their, their response was, we want to learn together, to enjoy learning, to learn together and to help each other. 
and most of all, to glorify God in everything we do and to let his light shine in this house. Because let's face it, a house can get very dark without the light of Christ. And so we had to be very aware that God was in control of our homeschool, that God was leading us in our homeschool, and that we were going to glorify him in it. And so we always went back to those main, very simple goals, simple purposes. You know, I always tell homeschooling families, have a mission statement. And that's what I found on my computer. We had our original mission statement that I wrote down. And that was the gist of it, what I just told you. Um, And, you know, we were having this bad day. And I was like, guys, let's get back to our original intention. So no matter what you're doing, if you're having a bad day, sit down right now and say, what is my mission in life. Like, what is God calling me to do? And then write it out. But he should always be at the center, um, whether your children are in school or not. Now, for us, being home together helped us to build really strong relationships. And it helped my kids now that they're older, I see that their relationships with one another are very close and our relationships with them are very close. Now, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that we have perfect relationships because we don't. We certainly have our issues. I certainly messed up as a mom many times over the years. And so I'm not going to say that homeschooling is going to give you the perfect relationship. However, you have to realize that when you're spending every day together, it can go either of two ways. It can be like some people are like, I can't even imagine spending every day together. It's going to be terrible. Or it can go the other way and say, we get to spend every day together. And when it gets hard, because I promise you it will, there will be days where you don't want to all be together. There will be days where you get on each other's nerves. That's life with anything, right? Isn't it a beautiful thing that God allows us to have the opportunities to grow through that together? You know, I could send my kids to school. We could be all separate every day and I could go to work and do my things. And then we can all just gather together at night or we can be together every day. And when it gets hard, we can choose to allow God to work in us, to grow us in our family. And so don't think for a moment that home sweet homeschool means home perfect homeschool or homeschool is, you know, just so easy and so dreamy because, you know, the social media out there will make people feel like, ooh, homeschooling, you know, that's this ideal. They have these aesthetically pleasing pictures of beautiful homeschool rooms decorated and all the kids are matching clothes and it's not that way. That's actually why I wrote my book, Real Homeschool, Letting Go of the Pinterest Perfect and Instagram Ideal Homeschool, because shortly into our homeschool journey, I was like, wait, we don't look like the people on the internet. Guess what? We weren't supposed to. We were supposed to look like the Debuse family in little old northwestern New Jersey living on their hobby farm. And it was messy and it wasn't always perfect. But guess what? God show, you know, shined his light in those dark places. He shined his light in those messes. And it grew us, um, even the hard stuff and even the messy stuff. So, you know, there's there's by no means was it perfect along the way, but sometimes that's what God needs. He needs us to be imperfect so we can realize, well, he doesn't need us to be, we are imperfect, but he wants us to realize in our imperfection 
that he is the only perfect and that we are being sanctified and that we are growing and that we are being made more like Christ and less like us. And, you know, homeschooling is a sanctification process for sure, because you don't go into it thinking like, oh, we're just going to have this perfect schoolroom and this perfect, you know, daily schedule and everybody's going to get along. If you go into it, you're like that, you're going to be let down very quickly because you're going to realize, wow, this is hard. This is messy. The house is messy. The kids are messy. I'm a mess. And that's okay because it's a sanctification process. There is no Pinterest perfect homeschool. Trust me. So I've really enjoyed the fact that I can look back now and see that God was working in it all. I mean, of course, if I could go back in time, I would remind myself in some of those difficult times that God is working, God is working, rather than acting on my emotions or getting defeated or feeling discouraged and, you know, making it harder than it needed to be. If I could have just surrendered a lot of the time and said, the Lord is working. What does he want me to learn from this? Instead of resisting and trying to do things my way, I would have saved myself a lot of trouble. But anyway, over the years, our homeschool has changed also in that I was in the early years feeling like I had to really keep up with the Joneses. And, you know, I had to have the perfect curriculum and the perfect schedule. And everything in the early years was all about homeschooling. My whole life revolved around our homeschool. I wanted like the perfect curriculum, the perfect planners, the perfect system. And I realized later on, I was putting all of my efforts and security into those things and not trusting the one who called me to the journey. And that was God. And so I let go of a lot of those expectations and trusted the Lord. And that helped our homeschool so much and helped our family. Um, And, you know, I get sad when families put their security in academics. Yes, academics are important, but I get kind of sad when we make it an idol. Like, you know, our kids have to take all the very challenging courses. They have to do dual enrollment and online classes and co-ops and, you know, all of these extracurriculars because we really need to make sure that, you know, they get into the best college so they get the best job. And those things are all well and good if God is calling you to do all of those things. See, when we do all of those things without consulting the Lord first, it's just human effort and human achievement. If we're doing all those things because God has led us to all those things, then that's his plan for us. And we're constantly praying and using discernment and keeping him at the center. Then that's a whole different story. I think most of the time it's done because We want to keep up with the Joneses. We want to make ourselves feel like we're, you know, doing a good job. And we kind of compare and we kind of compete with others. And we're like, we want our children to do all the things everybody else is doing. So I learned a lot on the journey to not look at what everybody else is doing. That My homeschool was between me and the Lord and my family. And, you know, I am so glad we did that because sending my son to a gap year program may have been considered, you know, ooh, maybe he shouldn't do that. You know, he needs to go and have a typical four-year degree. And we really prayed extensively over his future. And that is truly where God led him. Same thing for my daughter. When she went off to college, she was majoring in something that most people would say, well, that's a silly thing to major in. But she felt like that was what God was calling her to do. And we see now, it's funny because she changed her major, but we see now 
all of the purposes that he had planned for her in that major, from the people that she met to the skills that she learned that she is now using. So even though that isn't what she's going to end up with in her degree, we see how God used it. And we never listened to what the naysayers said. We said, this is where God is leading and this is where we will go. So you have to be very um, careful not to let others speak louder to you than the Lord in your homeschool, obviously in anything in life. Um, and, you know, not making it, like I said, all about earthly achievement. I've, I've always said, call me an underachiever, but I care that my kids know the Lord more than anything else. And I trust that if they're following the Lord, he's going to take care of the academics and the career and all of those things. But if they're putting uh, academics and achievements and career and college above their walk with the Lord, then my job was for naught because then I'm just really raising very worldly achieved human beings. And again, that's not saying your children uh, can't go to Harvard and, you know, be a rocket scientist or something. And like I'm saying that that's bad, that they're only looking for worldly achievement. I'm not saying that one bit if God has led them to do those things. It's always all about keeping God at the center, following him and not even your own desires, but laying down your desires and trading them in for God's will for your life and for your children's lives. I think a lot of us put our will for our children's lives on them. We want them to do certain things, you know, maybe to please grandma, or we want them to do certain things to, you know, what's the word, uh, show off maybe to, or brag about to uh, our neighbors. We want them to achieve worldly things because it makes us feel like we're a good homeschool mom because look at all they do. If you're putting your security in worldly achievements, then those just know that those will be taken away someday. But when you put all your security in your eternal things and the eternal values, that changes everything. So we've always kept the perspective in our homeschool that we are doing this because God called us to, and we are going to do it as well as we can. But we know that if we're doing it based on our own achievements and our own merits and our own um, will, it's not going to be good in the long run, that we have to do this in the Lord's strength, in his will, for his purposes. It's another thing that often gets lost. We have our purposes in mind, but do they line up with his purposes? And you're probably like, well, Karen, how do I know what his purposes are? Study the Bible, get in the word, pray, spend time with him, do it as a family. I have an e-course called Bible-Based Homeschooling. There was one year in our homeschool where we decided that we were just not going to use the standard regular curriculum for a little while. We we're just going to put it away and study the Bible intensely for an entire year. And we decided we're going to learn our history and our science and our language arts, pretty much everything except math. And that all came from our studies in the Bible. And it was literally our best homeschool year ever. And so I have an entire e-course with 20 videos where I outline exactly how we did that. So if you're interested in that, I will also link that in the show notes. Um, but I've helped hundreds of families through the years see how they can teach just using the Bible, not because, oh, you know, I'm trying to do anything like this is the best academics for you. But I really believe if you have a solid understanding of the Bible, 
then you're good, right? You're good to go. <laughs> like that is your foundation and everything else falls into its proper place. So that e-course you can find, like I said, in the show notes, but that year in our homeschool was really a pivotal year for our homeschool because before that, a pivotal year for our family. Before that, we would do Bible as like a subject in school or we would check it off our list that we did our devotion today. But the Bible really became alive in our family that year because once we were, I mean, I said, how can I ruin my kids by being in the Bible for hours a day? And that was the year that because we were in the Bible for hours a day, because we were reading it every day and studying it intensely, it became alive for all of us. And we truly desired just to continue that. So even after that year, when we we did end up going back to regular curriculum, um, even when we went back to regular curriculum, we never stopped studying the Bible together as a family. We just loved it. And we decided like, you know, I don't say we decided God just showed us through his word, um, his power and so much fruit that year was born in our family. So it was a beautiful time for us. And the Bible became truly our foundation, not just something we did to check it off our list and say we did our curriculum, but because we were, we realized the Bible isn't something you just read. It is something you do. It is something you live. It is everything. It's our nourishment for our soul. And so that was a pivotal year for our family. And that was, I would say, the sweetest year. If you want to say home sweet homeschool, that was definitely the sweetest year. And the funny thing about that, funny, but the interesting thing about that year, that was at that point up and up until our lives was one of the hardest years circumstantially because my husband lost his job that year. And it was an extremely difficult year. And Lo and behold, when I look back at that, God had prepared us so well because that was the year we were only like studying from the Bible. He knew in our most difficult year, circumstantially, our most hard year that we would need to be in his word more than ever. And so even though it was our hardest year, circumstantially, it was our best year spiritually. And I wouldn't change it for the world. And that was just an amazing year. So over the years, our homeschool has changed a lot from in the beginning, it was very much, you know, with little kids, we have to do all the crafts, we have to do all the stuff. You know, I really wanted to keep up with the homeschool community and do all the things they were doing, have the schoolroom. And over the years, it just gradually changed to like, you know, it's just something we do. It's just something we do. Like our life does not revolve around our homeschool. Our homeschool has to really fit into our life. And so, you know, we've learned that if there's one trips we want to take or experiences we want, or sometimes there's experiences we don't want, we just happen to be going through them, that all of those things usually take precedence over the workbooks or the other stuff. And what I have learned is... <clears throat> It's not that the academics aren't important and I'm not teaching my kids like, you know, academics aren't important and you don't need to finish the books. But I have seen now that I've graduated too, that we focused on real life all those years. We focused on training them to be adults, not just training them, you know, to take a test. We focused on training them for life. And I actually said to my two oldest recently, gosh, we trained you guys to be independent too much because they're both very independent. My daughter got married at 20. She is living a very mature life, um, you know, very responsible. She and her husband are just, 
it blows my mind at their young age, you know, doing all the adult things and being so mature. My son is 19. He is very independent doing all the independent things. My 17-year-old at home is very, uh, has a lot of life skills and is very independent and is able to do so many things. And it just blows my mind because you see these kids sometimes, they come out of high school, they go to college and they just don't, you know, they don't know like basic life skills. And I really have seen the fruit that our kids, like I said, I think I raised them to be almost too independent. They're like so ready for life at 18 years old. And so it's a good thing. And I'm so thankful that we focused on real life over the years, on teaching them but you know how to live and 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 to be an adult teaching them that by living with us in the real world every single day like when they were little i remember people saying you know oh you're a homeschooler how are they going to learn to live in the real world no they lived in the real world every single day with us they saw you know how to run a household they saw how daddy ran his own business they saw how mommy birthed a ministry they saw how we served in our community they saw when hard times came how we dealt with that they saw god work in our lives they witnessed life happening every single day it wasn't like they did their thing at school and then they came home at night we were all living life together every single day. So, you know, I kind of laugh when people say, how are they going to learn to live in the real world? They were living in the real world 24 hours a day. And so I'm really thankful for that. Um, you know, that they were really able to get, as I like to call it, immersion learning. They were able to get an education on life by being in our lives every single day. You know, when they were little and we bought a house, they were with us every step of the way. They knew about mortgages and attorney review and contracts and all of these things that I didn't know till I was an adult. So it's just, it it's a really beautiful lifestyle. You know, homeschooling is just a lifestyle, but the schooling part is very small compared to the home part and compared to the life part. Um, and I just can't stress that enough. Prepare your children for life and not just a test. Build a family and not just a transcript. Grow an adult and not just a student, right? So it's not about the tests. It's not about all of those um, things. It's really about learning to be a disciple uh, and disciples will make a disciple. So if you are, you know, in the word and you're showing them what it looks like to be a student of the word and following Jesus, they're going to see that because they're immersed in it every single day. So home sweet homeschool, I do look back on our journey and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, even the mistakes that I've made, again, it's all part of the growing process. But homeschooling has been about so much more than academics, so much more than school. It has all been all about, you know, uh, our family and growing our family and growing our family on that firm foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to hear from you. Are you a homeschooler or are you thinking about it? If you have questions about it, please reach out to me. If you want to set up an appointment for consulting, I'm doing that as well. I've opened up the appointment book, so to speak, once again. This is usually the time where I book up over the summer because people are thinking about it or preparing for it for the school year. So feel free to reach out at Karen at simplylivingforhim.com or you can go to my webpage, 
www.simplyfamilyfamilyfamilyfamilyfamilyfamilyfamilyfamilyfamilyfamilyfamilyfamilyfamilyfamilyfamilyfamilyfamilyfamilyfamilyfamilyfamilyfamilyfamilyfamil